Welcome back to The Watch List. I'm Nicole Petalides. We're talking about X-Out Capital. It completed its latest rebalance. And here to tell us what's out, what's in, what's new, David Barr, CEO of X-Out Capital, is with us. I know you carefully, you have all these metrics, and instead of trying to pick the winners, you X out what are more likely to be the losers. Before we get to the specific names, I just wanted to get a sense, David, of how you're feeling about the market now that we're wrapping up 2022 and more importantly, your outlook for 2023. Well, hi, Nicole. Thanks for having me back. You know, it's been a, a challenging year. As you know, our strategy is about removing things from the portfolio. We think it's easier to exclude losers or X them out than to pick winners. But we are focused on technological disruption as the theme behind our strategy. So trying to identify those companies to exclude or that will likely be disrupted by technological innovation has been a pretty difficult call this year because even the successful large cap US market companies that are in technology or technology related businesses have suffered the most this year. So it's been a challenging year for our strategy, but our strategy is about long-term secular decline. So I, I, in response to your second part of the question, you know, our outlook is always optimistic. Technological innovation is impacting all companies across all industries, as we'll get into a little bit with what's happened in our rebalance. And, and there are some real signals going on. I don't know if folks, your listeners were watching the roundtable discussions that were going on in Washington yesterday, and almost every company that, that spoke out, spoke about innovation and technological change and issues that they focus on and think about every day, like Union Pacific Railroad, a company that one would think is a, you know an old line value kind of buy and hold type investment, and yet all they're focused on is technological innovation until their next labor problems come upon them. And mm -hmm. similarly, in, in the institutional market, which you know is something that people should pay attention to, you have a company like Toma Bravo, a private equity firm that just raised their largest private equity fund ever to focus on technolo technology and innovation. So in the face, and that's a company that had exposure to FTX. So in the face of real challenging times, near-term, sh you know, short-term sort of challenging performance, you're seeing indications of people having high hopes and optimism for the future. Right, and so with that, um, you have to do some planning, you have to make your investment ideas, and you use metrics that are very interesting for X out. Um, you had some notable X outs that I would like to speak about at this time. Um, what were some of the metrics you used and why are these big names out? Yeah, so let's let's pick on Target. You showed a, a screen of them, of uh, the company before. Look, this is a company that's that's um, been scoring poorly in our model in part because uh, their revenue growth has obviously declined, as has everybody's, but relatively speaking, there's worse as compared to the other 500 companies in our in our constituent base, but but they've been challenged by, you know, huge costs, and they've talked about it publicly about how their plan for the future is to reduce the costs because when their costs caught up with them and they got stuck with large inventory balances on their balance sheet, that that is what impacted them and and caused them to score poorly in our model and and they got xed out. Whereas a company like Walmart probably their closest peer competitor, if you will, uh, has scored good enough to get into the portfolio. So 
Target, you know, was one of those specific companies that, that got hurt in our model and was X'd out. Right, understood. You had Disney on there as well. These were names that when people were making an, an investment plan or doing their diversified portfolio, these were sort of surely in. It's interesting at this point now, they're surely out. Um, why, why is yeah. Disney out? Yeah, I mean, Disney has always been challenged in our model just because of the way we, the factors we use in measuring performance vis-a-vis -vis the other 500 companies. But it's gotten a lot of attention because of course they made a big CEO management change. By the way, um, management is a factor in our analysis. So uh, the previous CEO, Bob Chabek, had you know really poor scores under our model, unfortunately. Bob Iger, who's everybody's savior, isn't going to be able to do in the short term what's needed for that company, which is, you know, improve their revenue base, reduce their cost expense, deal with some of the, you know, the subscription, the cable cutting that's going on in their business. And and everyone focuses on or has been focusing on their streaming service, which as a component of their revenue base is still very small. So the headlines get them attention. If you dig into the financial statements, you'll see that they're they're continuing to be a challenge company as a growth company and and we tend to wait towards growth versus you know long-term value buy and hold type stocks. Okay. And then when it comes to names that are notable X ins, right, which we say sort of tongue in cheek because the it, it's really X out, but back in Chevron and Exxon um, you almost wonder why they were out in the first place, considering how well energy has done over the last 12 months. But what what brought Chevron and Exxon back onto the program? Yeah, so look, if you had asked me when we launched the strategy three years ago, and you probably did, would, would Chevron and Exxon ever get in the portfolio? And I would have probably told you, uh, no way, never. Uh, these are companies that are, are not growing and are going to be challenged from a long-term um, secular decline due to technological innovation. There are all kinds of alternative sources of energy that are competing with them every day. But look what's happened here. You've had a number of extrinsic factors, including what I would argue to be a component of what technology has done to them over the last few years. Like they've just, they decided in light of what's going on politically and in reality to not make large investments into future production. And so their existing production with a commodity price where it's where it is because of things like the war going on in Ukraine and what the supply chain dynamics and what's happened post COVID, you know, they have now accelerated into our model. Their scores are very strong, which is, you know, again, a sort of a shocker to me, but I, I would make the argument that the reason for that is because, you know, they, they, were conservative in the way they manage their businesses. They recognize the political environment and now they are generating massive amounts of cash. They're highly profitable. Their management teams have scored really well. And, and of course the analyst community has gotten behind them. Now we are a forward looking strategy. We're, we're trying to address these risks about technological innovation on a forward looking basis, but right. we take the historical period to, to come up with that vote, that, that score, if you will. I would, you know, what I would argue that these are probably not going to be long-term holds in the portfolio as the rest of the market normalizes. These companies will likely do what they do, which is generate cash in a very conservative manner and, and, and protect shareholders. I would say, though, that 
innovation has been the trigger and, and our near-term or short-term performance relative to something like the S&P 500 has been hurt yeah. by not having energy exposure. So that's really changed in our portfolio right now for the first time since our launch. Okay, well, we'll have to talk about it more in the new year. You and I have been chatting since the launch and, um, you know, over time you had a tough time of it. We had COVID, we had, you know, March of 2020. Um, you know, the, the X out has since come back, moved to highs, moved to new recent lows, but is back on its way up again. So great to talk with you, David. And I, I love to hear the strategy and how it evolves. David Barr, CEO of X out Capital. Thank you.